Welcome to the Seek Wilderness Podcast, a platform for outdoor adventures of storytelling, for gaining basic knowledge of hunting, fishing, and woodsmanship, a place to find inspiration to go do epic stuff this week. Seek Wilderness. All right, we're live. Welcome back, everybody, to Seek Wilderness Podcast. John, I got to tell you, man, this was a good one. I really, really enjoyed this one. You know this is the one one of the ones that I really wanted to do from the get-go. It was right. one of the first people that I really wanted to, to uh, get on here. Um, yep. Tina, I've been following her since way before for a long time on Instagram. Uh, last year, I was really back into fly fishing for a year. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was following a lot of fly fishing stuff, and her nets came up. Um, I actually ordered a that, – that comes up in the conversation, but I ordered a, a fly box from her and uh, talked to her on the phone. And, dude, she's just a, a cool chick. She's really cool. I think she fits into, um, into our – audience i think our audience is going to like her i think they're going to lo- love um the spunk and the energy that she brings yeah, um for sure and then as we went on and we, we talked about her story about you know how much legacy she probably didn't even necessarily realize how much legacy legacy that she was involved in from her father's yep. um thing and it seemed like she was she was um realizing it as we were talking you know what yeah. i mean so yeah i'd agree with you that, know I, sure. I, don't, I don't want to give all the details away and everything but um what, what do you what do you think oh well i I didn't know what to expect going in. I mean, obviously, like you just said, you, you, you had been following her for, for a while, but I, mm-hmm. I thought, um, the most impressive thing, like, I mean, when you're talking about seeking wilderness, a lot of that has to do with trying something new. Right. And, and, right. and she tried something new and it was a result of, you know, COVID coming in and, you know, she had a passion with art, has a partner uh, that that was a, you know, and, and the mixture between the two of them were, were able to make something beautiful. And then from that spurred this incredible business that is helping so many people like seek wilderness. Yeah. And and that yeah. was that that was the thing that I, I was real. I mean, number one, I mean, she's a cool check. Number one. No, yeah, absolutely. Number two, uh, she just threw cautions at a wind and said, this is my passion. I want to, and, and this is coming off a very se- successful career in the pharmaceutical in- industry and everything like that. And she's like, yep. yeah, I'm still not satisfied. And when I found this, I'm satisfied. You know, when I chased my passion, I was satisfied. And that, that's, that's, uh, that's like the Amer- American and, dream. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, um, like every step that she took in her career when you when she talks about her career path you know i mean it was just like it was setting her up for the next step the next step the next step she had a couple of small little businesses that she was doing like hobby businesses kind of thing and some they're not still around but yet that failure helped her on this one you know what i mean like understand exactly how a small business works a little bit more and and, you know be able to see how a a bigger business works with some of the other things that she had done in, in in the past and Dude, I I think everybody's gonna like this one. I I, I hope they do. Um, and her chickens are awesome. <laughs> yeah, the the interesting <laughs> part, and this is this is relating it back to our passion of hunting, right? Um, mm-hmm. and and I've been there. She uh, she Tina clear clearly explained it, and you just mentioned like she started business after business after business, and what many people see as a failure was 
nothing more to her than a learning opportunity to be where she is. And it's no different. It's no different than we go fishing. It's no different than when we go hunting. Like we could look Mm -hmm. at it as as a failure. If we're not taking a learning opportunity out of a day of hunting or fishing or whatever it is, and we can't like learn from that, Shame on us. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying yeah. there? So, yeah. That, and when you, and, and thing is like, and when you talk to any of the, the whitetail guys and the, and the fishing guys and all that stuff, when we, you talk about experience, those bad days, those days where you didn't kill something and you seen how you might've seen how a deer reacted when the wind shifted or the thermals changed or whatever. And they, yep. they boogied out of there, yep. you know, that's not a loss. That's, right. You're not. You didn't lose that day. You just didn't kill that day. Right. You know what right. I mean. And that's an experience, and that experience will always be locked into your memory, and it will make you going in in the dark with just a spotlight make yep. it much easier to get on up in a new PC you've never been before. That's it's it. all experience. It is. It is, and, it, and it's learning from from this. So, you know, when 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 you feel like you have failed, I'm talking to the listeners. When you feel that you have failed uh on any particular day of hunting um i would encourage you just to take the time and i'm encouraging myself to take a pause and like what did i learn that day and can this excel me to the next to the next level i mean that's yeah that's essentially the story of our of our, of our next guest so um i was pleasantly surprised i didn't know what to expect not that i had any expectations going into it but <laughs> Tina's a, Tina's a very cool chick. Um, yeah. Her upbringing and like what you said in in the beginning uh, of the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of what she's doing is based off of the roots that were poured into her. If that's even, if that even makes sense, like what you I know, have any idea. That means, yeah. <laughs> but the way that she was raised, like it, she kept, it, she kept coming back to her roots, the way her grandfather and yeah. her father raised her. And, and she's yeah. now realizing the fact that, um, she's taking on that legacy. Yeah, without giving any more away, I, I from the from the uh, the podcast, I say uh, everybody goes ahead, and keeps on pushing through here, and 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 uh, gives her a listen. What do you think? Yep, let's do it. Here we go. All right, we're live. Welcome back to the Seek Wilderness Podcast. Um, John and I have a very special guest, someone that's probably was in my top two or three when we first started this podcast on reaching out to her. I was drinking a couple of beers on a Friday night, and I said, I reached out to, to Tina and said, hey, would you like to come on and tell us your, tell us your story about your shop and, and, and things that you do? And she reached right back out and said, yeah, let's do it. And it's just taken us a, a couple of weeks to get things going. But without further ado, I want to introduce everyone to Tina Lewis of the Wayward Trading Post. Yay. Tina. Applause. How are you doing, How are you doing tonight? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me. Really, it's it. I really do feel very honored, and I I like am legit like blushing and stuff. Like I I really appreciate it. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you so much. It is it's been such a crazy day. So Tina, tell us a little bit about your your shop, what you guys are doing, and a little bit about your yourself and your background, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so the shop. So we're here in uh, in Frankfurt, 
which is a neighborhood in Philly that's, um, I would say, northeast. There is a neighborhood called northeast, northeast okay. Philly, but it's not northeast Philly. So it's right, it's right mm, sort I got of outside you. that. So that's that's where we're located, and we have, you know, we have kind of like this um, this big old ice warehouse. And there's a lot of like industrial stuff happening in our neighborhood. So it's a pretty cool neighborhood. There's just like Mm -hmm. families and then a a couple like big industrial buildings. So since the families have been here for so long, there's like this one old dude who like walks up and down the street and occasionally be like, ah, the guy who used to work there used to give me ice chips all the time as a kid. (laughs) Really? (laughs) And the built, yeah, the building, uh, it used to apparently house like big ice cubes, like for people in the old, olden days. (laughs) Yeah. So so that's 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 probably got pretty well insulated walls. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably got some pretty cool, like, yeah. Yeah. It looks like it's got a lot of old wooden structure, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it looks pretty cool. So more than likely, they probably had some pretty thick wooden walls to keep the ice, I would assume, or you're half underground or something or, so or what? The, yeah. So the building, it does kind of like slope downwards into the ground. And because it goes up against this other building, it, it mm-hmm. keeps it really well insulated. So it's just a crazy old stucco brick building mm-hmm. that stays pretty, pretty cold. It's like all concrete. Yeah. So what made you decide that was your spot? Was there something that just grabbed you about it that, or what? Because it seems like it kind of goes with your theme, man. It really does, you know. Yeah, it's like such yeah. a chill old spot. Um so originally we were looking for something that would house. We had this big old sales boat or sailboat and it was, um, Justin's dad and his boat. So he gave it to us when he moved to Colorado and we wanted to have somewhere to like work on this boat. And we had dreams of like having this boat and fishing and stuff like that. So we bring the boat in, we get the boat settled in the huge building. We start working on it like a little bit and then the pandemic happened. So we were like, oh damn, we gotta like do other kind. Like we have to do something else. We can't sit here and like mess around with this boat anymore. We have to do like some real work right now. So the boat ended up sitting there after we did like a bunch of work on it. And then um, we got in touch with this guy and a guy and his son came with their grandson or the guy's grandson and son. And they picked up the boat and it was like kind of magical because they were able to take the boat and like give it a a new life, you know? So we were just happy that the boat could like live on. But as a result, we have this huge, cool warehouse, you know? That's cool. So it's That's kind awesome. of serendipitous. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Have you kept in touch with the owners of the boat to see if it's in the water yet or anything? Or it's probably not at this point because if it needed that much work, but. It really didn't no. need that much work. It really didn't. I think no. it was just like, it was just, it needed specific types of work that we would have had to learn new skills, which we were going to do. But I, I, 
I had to learn different. I had to learn how to do woodworking so I could make fishing nets instead. So <laughs> nice, good deal. Well, hey, let's get into that. Like, so, so that's how you got into woodworking. Were you a woodworker before? that or was, that was just you guys just decided that you're going to do the boat and then all of a sudden they started a whole new business so so justin was a woodworker so he had okay. a so justin had a uh like the tool, tools already like he had a, a mm-hmm. woodworking business and when the pandemic happened we we're talking about all these different things to do and when our friend jake came to us and said hey could you, you know, could you make a fly fishing net? We were like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we started designing the fly fishing net. And that's really how I started to sort of hone in on my personal woodworking skills was really like working on these nets. And I had a, a basis for how to use like woodworking equipment and, you know, uh, power tools and stuff because my mom and I did all of the work to like our house when, you know, we were growing up. So I had a, an understanding for how to, and I think that my cumulative knowledge and just honing those skills with like really learning how to make these nets and, and some other things along the way, um, is really where I learned how to do it just by doing it. So, awesome. so I, I, I have to, I have to intervene a little bit. And this is, this is, so I, I read the article in field and stream and I, I have to, I think this is a good point, a good, a good time to, to bring this part up. So we, we jumped right into you being in that pretty cool building there, but, and, and it, and it kind of all started like during the COVID season when, when mm-hmm. that first happened, which was in the article. But I think our listeners would really appreciate knowing a little bit of the backstory, like what you were doing before that. Um, even, even like a, as a kid, like your, your draw to the outdoors, your draw to fishing, um, you know, and then whatever you did for a career and all, on through that to where you are now. Can you share so, a little bit about yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess like my connection to the wilderness was really through my dad, who was a true outdoorsman. He, um, I, I could show you, I have in this warehouse, I have trophies, uh, just all of his trophies from when he was doing um, competition shooting and archery and stuff. I mean, John, mm-hmm. we were talking about legacy before we got on the call. I have my dad's yeah. trophies all sort of on display. And it was really through Sweet. him that my brother and I, you know, gained an appreciation for the outdoors. We did, we did everything. We, we camped, we, um, we hiked. I didn't really appreciate going hunting specifically as much as, uh, my brother did, but my, my mm-hmm. dad taught mm-hmm. me archery, which was one of my most exciting things. So we would go out and they set okay. up, we, we were a member of this, um, club. It was called Delaware County Field and Stream. And it was, it had like children membership and stuff like this. So they had all of these activities and these competitions and stuff that kids would participate in. And they had these big competitions every year. So my dad always enrolled my brother and I, and then we would have to like practice for the competition. So Mm -hmm. he would, um, he would set up like little like 
deer targets and stuff like that in the backyard. Mm. And we would like stealthily with our like arrows and <laughs> bows and like our archery yeah, rigs and stuff. Like we would go rummaging through the forest and just picking off like targets, you know? And That's cool. literally like won most of the competitions. Like I do have to commend Sweet. my father for making us practice because we always won. And they always gave out the weirdest stuff. Like they wouldn't give trophies. They always gave like big army like duffel bags and stuff that were literally like the size <laughs> of you as a child, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. But that's yeah, awesome. So that's sort of that's like how it started. Yeah, we, we we were doing that and we would go shooting and um you know, target shooting and we'd shoot plays and all of that kind of stuff. It was it was so, so much fun. And what are you going to say about fishing? Well, well, yeah. I mean, we can go there, but it, what you're saying is that at a young age, your your dad was instilling, you know, parts and pieces of his him and his passions into you. And um, is yeah. your, now is your brother involved in the business too? No, but my brother actually. Okay. Um. So my dad had an ammunition business. And, um, my brother and I always worked with him. He did gun shows and, um, he took us to, we did that. Oh my God. I think I was probably like eight when he started, he started dragging me to those things with him. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so every single weekend and that was my job for a very long time. And he would like pay me a salary on the weekends and stuff. It was that's great. cool. Man. That's um, cool. So you've yeah, always so had, you've always had, always, you've always had two tickets to the gun show, Tina, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know it. You know it. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. So you, you're, you really have a, a lot stronger outdoor, uh, heritage than most people probably have any idea i mean we right. could probably keep going so what about what about fishing and fly fishing and, and he so my dad never he he never did fly fishing okay. um mm-hmm. he did he did spin fishing and mm-hmm. my pop-pop did spin fishing so that's what i always knew but my pop-pop okay. was um a commissioner down at the um the PA uh, Fish and Game Commission in Philly. Um, okay. Yeah, there. Uh, and I learned how to fish with my pop pop. Actually, the first time I remember, my pop pop had a. Um, he would host these events to get people their uh, fishing and hunting licenses. And like do, okay. you know, they would do these or, I, you know, I, I actually saw the Fish and Game Commission at um, a couple of fly fishing shows recently. So I think that my pop-up did, hmm. did that kind of stuff, but they always used to host um, a lot of outdoors events. And so he's always once, promoting he's promotion of promoting always, it. Always. Hmm. And yeah, so nice. one event specifically that he was doing, um, he was he was trying to get people signed up for their uh, licenses, and mm-hmm. it was the first time that I had ever fished. And he took me out on a rowboat, and it was, you know, the sweetest thing. It was so cute. So we went out yeah. on a rowboat, yeah. and he taught me how to fish, like at this, you know, event. 
And then my dad would take me down to our creek and we would fish in the creek and um, which I now realize is probably not the <laughs> most sanitary thing to do fishing in Chester Creek. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> it is what it is, right? <laughs> it's probably different. Yeah. It's probably different back then. Not that you're old, but I'm just saying. I don't know. Maybe. It, it it's probably nasty. cleaner now than it was then, probably, to be honest with you. It probably is cleaner now. <laughs> so that's really cool. So you get, you got a really, really strong heritage in, in the outdoors. So th- this stuff is really probably coming pretty easy to you. So when Jake, your friend Jake, and I think I understand one of your products, why it's called that now. I was going to ask you that, but now I know. Yeah. So when, when, you, when you and Justin's friend Jake came along and asked you to make that – that that net you've probably already seen nets not exactly the way you make them but you've seen how some nets were should look the way you would have thought it at that point before you started making them and putting your own touches on there but so that that was a pretty natural thing it wasn't like you had to go look it up you you knew what a fishing net's supposed to look like right so oh yeah yeah so tell us a little bit uh, yeah i i'm sorry cut out for a minute no, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So when we, um, so Jake, the the net, it's called the Fat Jake, but Jake is actually quite thin. So <laughs> <laughs> the joke, the joke is that it's a Fat Jake. Um, right. So the the when we made that net, Jake had some you know very specific requests for how he would like to see the net, and. Um, mm-hmm we put some final touches on it. So I am an illustrator. Um, I've always drawn my whole life. Um, I've always been, you know, I've always been inclined to draw. So when we made that first net, we put uh, uh, a little fish on it, like a little fish silhouette. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I filled it with epoxy. And that was my first experience with like creating a, a graphic that could, you know, accept the epoxy medium. And it mm-hmm. was, it was really, really a, a cool experience just sort of put, putting that net together for Jake. He was, he was elated. So it had Good. to be the fat Jake after that. <laughs> yeah. Was that, so that's, that's probably your number one seller. I would, I would assume as far as nets. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's your main, oh, yeah. to me, that's your, that's your main product probably that you see. You, you guys are putting out of yep. seems like a few of them a week or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're they're awesome. Probably more than that. I, I don't really know exactly how many, but but yeah. So so yeah. Um, what other kind of products are you guys making at at, at the shop? Is it, did you, are you staying with the, like I've seen some some of your other products that are around fishing and stuff like that. But do you take on projects for people that just come in and say? not even in the fishing industry or you know what I mean? Just say, Hey, we got this wood project and you guys got the equipment. Can you give me, you know, give me a quote for other things. Do you do other things that we're just not seeing on Instagram and stuff or. Yeah. Um, yes, definitely. There was, so I just did a couple of tables recently, which was a great deal of fun. Um, okay. I made a, a slab table. Um, I was just at the wood purveyor getting, you know, nice pearls and stuff for some of the, um, you know, super fancy custom nets. And, um, 
looking through the wood piles, I just saw this huge, beautiful, like round live edge piece of wood. And I was like, I, I just have to have it. I just have to make something out of it. So I started making a table right. out of it. And someone saw the table and was like, is that for sale? And I was like, yes. <laughs> you know, but initially I was like, just I, make, I just thought it was such a beautiful piece of wood. So sometimes yeah. I'll see something and I'm like, I have to make something with this. I just have to. Yeah, that's cool. And I'll mm-hmm. save, I'll save like really pretty, like cool little pieces for nets. And then if I find the right project, I'll be like, well, you know, I have this really neat thing that I made. Would you be interested in that? You know, and people are really receptive yeah. to sort of the stuff that we just create. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of things for the conventions that um, I'm going to be making, um, you know, some wallets, some, um, some other sort of like display fly boxes. I just made some really, really cool new artwork that um, we're going to release. So I feel, That's I feel cool. like really fortunate that, you know, I, I can sort of take all of all of the skills and, and use like cumulative knowledge to like really create some of this stuff because, you know, just pull from everywhere. Yeah. So it's really cool. So, so some of the other products that you guys got, you got how many different styles of nets? If you want to just go ahead and tell people like that, I think you got two or three different styles or sizes or of nets. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, um, I have, uh, the little dipper, uh, the fat mm-hmm. Jake and the big dipper were the original. Well, the, it was the little dipper and the fat Jake and then the big dipper came and we just, uh, released an XL, um, which is okay. like a little, it's in between the boat net and the trout net. So it's like more for, um, steelhead, you know, okay. that's sort gotcha. of the, the size yep. that I had in mind, you know, okay. so it's like 18 by 16. Okay. And then I think, yeah, you got, um, you guys are, you put out a few, uh, fly vice bases too. There are some really, really pretty looking, uh, vase bases, right? Yeah. In the last month or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, Is that something um, you guys are looking to expand? Yeah. So I think that like on, on a special, like, I think that's going to remain sort of like a special sort of like special order or one-off release because it's really, it's one of those things where we get like a piece of wood and we're like, oh, that's, that's radical. Yeah. yeah it's got to be for that. Yep. So yeah. again, so the wood is calling you to the project is the wood is, is pushing the project basically that the piece of wood that you find that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Todd, when you were talking about before, like, you know, using storytelling in, in this, in, 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 mm-hmm. in life, you know, I feel like the wood calling you to make something out of it is really like the, the embodiment of it, you know, yeah. it's, it's really like it, it calls you. Yeah. So that's really cool. So I have, I have a question. So with the first net that you made, like, were you already in business or did you create that net and say, we could, we can really do a business out of this? Like, which came first? It was the latter. It was the latter. Um, so after, 
that net was created, that's when I was like, this, this is my ticket to paradise. Like I'm, I'm done with the corporate life. <laughs> I'm doing it. So you, you, know, so you were like, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so you, you, were, you, you were in corporate America for an extended stay. What, yeah. How, how, yeah. Keep how me on track. I don't want to ramble on you. No, no, no. This is it's, it's, it's all it's all good. But I'm just trying I'm just trying to pull out because I think, I mean, everything that you do is incredible, uh, as far as the artistry and everything along those lines. But <clears throat> as me being new to you and learning your story, the most incredible part, and I don't want to tell it. So, what were you doing before this all happened? <laughs> So, yeah, so um, I was working at a corporation, a pharmaceutical uh, distribution company for 15 years. Um, right out of high school, I just 15 years. Yeah. And I just started working. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I told I'm sure you get the idea. Like my family, like we're blue collar people, you know, we're not. Right. It, 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 you know, so it felt more natural just to go to work. And so I just started right. working and I worked in um, a hospital. I worked in, um, uh, you know, different office, different types of offices. And then I got a job where this, uh, this little tiny company, it was a healthcare company. It was starting to go under. And one of the guys who was working at this job, he was one of the executives. He was like, look, we're going under and you need a transferable skill. So I'm going to teach you how to do basic accounting. (laughs) Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. because he did that, I was able to use bookkeeping to get a job in at my company. And I was able to get in Mm -hmm. there as a bookkeeper. So I worked there as a bookkeeper um, in their IT department, and I got to know all the IT people and um, Mm -hmm. got to learn all of the different projects and how projects were budgeted. And I kind of like put myself in meetings and, you know, just to sort of learn more Mm -hmm. about it. Uh, Eventually got a job as an administrative assistant in the sales department. And... um, you know, I say department, but it's it's the the culture in a corporate environment. It's it's more of just like, you know, you went to live in a new home, you know, mm-hmm. and so it was a totally different experience. But I worked my way through as an admin, and then I uh, just started talking to people. Got on um, the proposal, you know, as as a proposal writer. I had never yeah. written a proposal or contract or anything, but now I was like writing contracts and proposals. So, and then I went from manager director um, and I was working as a um, creating new uh, different types of solutions and technology, like softwares and stuff for the company. Yeah. I was, I was helping with those types <laughs> of projects doing like research and development and and that kind of thing for like four years. Okay. So Mm -hmm. it it felt like I had been sort of looking for something for so long within the scope of that. And it was really just never fulfilling. And I was always 
I was, I, I started a business doing macrame. I started a business making body butter. I started a business making all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was sort of like, I'm going to give it one more try. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to work corporate and then just do this halfway. Like this needs attention and this needs love. And the community has been fully embracing what it awesome. is that we're doing. And it's so, so cool. So yeah, it was, it really, I really did feel like it was like a, a ticket to paradise when I saw what it was that this community was offering and what I could offer to it. You know, because I feel like we're all sort of like searching to figure out what we can give of ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and I felt like that was it. Like I, I've always wanted to give some sort of myself creatively. And the fact that this was such a deep connection with something that I love, mm-hmm. um, the outdoors, it was like, it just felt so not, it felt, felt natural and, and that, it felt like this we still there. So j- just to the listeners, we're recording this. Like it's kind of, it's kind of stormy here in the Northeast. So that's why we're having a little bit of uh, audio difficulty here, but um, hopefully it's not too bad, but uh, yeah. I mean, we can get the, the, just the, the important pieces of the, of the story here. But uh, the reason why, the reason why me personally, I, I wanted to kind of focus on that is because um, a lot of our, a lot of our audience, certainly like the younger audience, and I'm, I'm saying the younger, maybe, you know, 25 to 35 year olds are probably very well could be where you were back in the pharmaceutical industry, but had that yes. thing in the back of their mind, yes. but had that thing in the back of their mind, like, man, I am so passionate about fishing or hunting or whatever, whatever it is. And it doesn't even, I mean, for all intents and purposes, has doesn't even have to do anything with what our podcast is about. But what right, our right. podcast is about is having the cur- having the courage to try something new, right? And that's that's kind of what what it takes. It has the courage to get outside of your comfort zone because it it takes uh, stepping outside of your comfort zone and do something like you're doing. And you can make it so so simple. It takes comfort to get outside of your, or, or it takes courage to get outside of your comfort zone when even trying to fish a new piece or hunt a new piece. And that's really what, or to even to even uh, say, you know what, I, I've been thinking about uh, hunting for the first time or going trout fishing for the first time. I just need to do it. You know what I mean? And I, I just yeah. need to take that step and, and go do it. And that's. You know, and I think too, if you if you really think about it, like you, you just think about like Tina's story, right? You know what I mean? Like her her grandfather and her father gave her a legacy of yeah. the outdoors, right? You know what I mean? It, it, there's probably so many so many young uh, uh, ladies like her herself, young women that maybe are are you know maybe they're having their first child or whatever, and they're thinking to themselves, I you know, pop pop's not around anymore, but I want these. I want them to have that experience that I had, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? And, and to listen yeah. to hear someone else that just is coming back to it and, and helping make, like you're making a, a, a legacy piece of wood for someone that's going to be passing that down from generation to generation. I mean, that's pretty strong stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It could be just, for, you know what I mean? Like for that person at first, it might be when they place the order, it's just, I'm going to put this on my credit card because I need a net. And totally. I really like to, 
you know, the artwork that Tina does that Tina and Justin do, but they have no idea that they're putting a piece of wood. They're putting a legacy piece in the, you know, in the, in their family's history. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not going to go anywhere. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to be in the family. It's going to be grandpas and grandmas and moms, you know, they're, they're fishing that. I want to use that one. Even if I got to re-net it every one, every decade or something, I got to, you know, put a new net in it or a new uh, basket in it or whatever. But yeah, it's, that's awesome. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's, that's really, really cool. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been such a great experience. Can you guys hear me? Mm -hmm. Right yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. There's just I, a little bit of a lag, so it, it's okay. Yeah, We're all yeah, good yeah. here. I just wanted to make sure. Um, yeah. The, the the one thing this building does not offer is a great reception in the rain, and it <laughs> it's all there. it's all good. Um. So, so yeah. I I mean I think that uh, John, what you were <clears> saying about courage definitely feels right in that. Even within that first experience, you know, going fly fishing, like I, going fishing with Jake was my first time fly fishing. And we, I mean, I, I did that. Right. And I went out there and I did that and I was like, oh shit, this is cool. You know, it's like, it's right. like yeah. what I know how to do, but it is like hunting. It is, it's like chess, you know, it's like the chess version of yeah. fishing. Mm-hmm. and. It's really, really that's, fun. That's a good and, analogy. And it's, yeah, and it's also very, like, serene. And I think I really liked how uh, how you could sort of, like, go for a hike and really enjoy your surroundings, you know? So I, that's – those ty- that type of connectivity um, is I, – I have found to be really, really cool about it. And – if I didn't have the courage to try it to begin with, I mean, I never would have made a net. You know, it, it, it right. never would have felt like yeah. a, a yeah. natural thing to stretch. You know, it, it would have felt so strange to do it. So um, it, it really has been sort of like one of those things where you just have to be super open to have new experiences, uh, you know, and, and, try something mm-hmm. um honestly that's it yeah this this running a small business though has probably been the most challenging thing i have ever done in my life ever oh yeah so, like running that, a small yeah. business well, well you know what though you, like this is, yeah you know what though tina like like you said that you you're you're background everything was preparing you for this yep. if yeah. you think about it like like you said like you're there was something about you that that guy that said your your one boss or the owner of that company said, "Well, hey, we're closing up." But you've been you've been um, a, a good person. You've worked hard for me. You've been loyal to me. I have to help prepare you. A good, yeah. That's a good leader, by the way, on uh, his part. Absolutely, you know, just You're to so say right. that. You're so, so right, Todd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then then you've also said that you had a other a bunch of little. Uh, businesses with the with, with those skin was it the the uh, skin butter is that what you said yeah like what, what was the other you had to, so those things were preparing you yeah. they, they were preparing you for this you know what I mean so if you think about it it was actually yeah. beer bomb beer bomb what was it beer bomb like deep like, like oh really like, okay. like that you put in your oh, beer, beer bomb. okay yeah yeah. yeah 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 yep. so it was beer, oh, beer yeah, butter and there were yeah. um 
three stores carrying it. Three local stores. Wow. Yeah. That's good. In in Philly yep. and in Lancaster. I just couldn't. Sweet. That's awesome. So, yeah. So if you really think about it, you've been preparing yourself. Your experience has been preparing you. So if those businesses didn't, that you, they may still be thriving. I have no idea. You know what I mean? But sometimes, sometimes small failures along the way build you up totally. to, to prepare yourself for the next step. Totally. You know what I mean? People that say they've never failed in their lives either try. have very, very lucky, very, very lucky in their lives, or they just walked into something. They you know, you know what I mean? Like that, or they're lying. Or they're <laughs> or lying. They're yep, lying. exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because... Yes, failure is. You should be looking to fail. <laughs> Push yourself until you fail once. Learn from it, and then boost yourself to the next to the next level. Absolutely. But um, so let me let's get off the the, the the business a little bit here for a second. Let me just ask you a question that's always comes up to me, and it was around the nineties. Now you're probably were, weren't even born yet because you, you know, I'm 40. but whatever. But in the nineties, <laughs> yeah, are you really? Yeah, no. <laughs> So in the nineties or so, are you? Well, you don't seem funny. This year. But, um, good deal. <laughs> it, it, around the nineties or so, fly fishing kind of went to the Grateful Dead mm-hmm. and Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. What is it about fly fishing? Why, why did fly fishing decide they're going to go tie dye? I mean, because tie dye is part of your your background on your IG. Uh, <laughs> Uh, tag there you know what I mean so um, what was it about fly fish why did fly fishermen all of a sudden do that because I, I didn't know any of the fly fishermen that I that I grew up that taught me how to fly fish when I was a young boy uh, they weren't wearing no tie dye they weren't hippies <laughs> they weren't listening to Bob Marley or the Grateful Dead you know what I mean they might have been drinking beers and, and throwing them in the back of their truck coming back from the creek or whatever you know what I mean but they weren't they weren't uh, they weren't doing Grateful Dead and Bob Marley stuff. No. So what was it the nineties that all of a sudden that was the thing for fly fishermen? I think it was Can us. I it? think it was our generation. Like our generation yeah. of people were sick and tired of all of the stuffiness from our parents, even though they came from like the right. 70s and 60s when you were supposed to be like free, they became adults and like <laughs> grumpy and grouchy and stuff and we were sick of it we were totally sick of it so it's our way to rebel you know we're taking we're taking this thing that that we all love and we're making it our own yeah, well, that's good. It's that also, make, that it's makes also some like too. Like you mentioned, community. How that community that you've gotten tied into is very, very supportive, very helpful. And is is all that creativity? With, and the reason why Todd brings up Jerry Garcia and Bob Marley is because that's that's some of the artwork that's going on going into these. There's an actual like mm-hmm. picture of Jerry Garcia and um, Bob Marley on these nets. Now is that is that yeah. is that requests coming out from the community that that you've kind of surrounded yourself oh, dude, with? Or? Dude, you you don't even know. The, 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 I want to know. We want to. We want to know. We want to know. Able reels and everything else. They've been ever since they could start machining uh, and anodizing stuff. They've been putting Grateful Dead stuff on three thousand dollar machined aluminum reels, and it's 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 crazy. Like guys pay some cost of money for to have Jerry Garcia or the Grateful Dead, or yeah, it's yeah, Hmm. yeah. They love it. It's I I feel like it's um, yes, it is coming from the community. 
it, mm -hmm. it is coming um, from requests. And a lot of my designs are designs that people request. And then I'm like, oh, that hit. Let me see if other people will like it. You know what I mean? And that's usually where a lot of the things come from. If somebody's like, oh, can you do this thing? And they're like, I like that. And then other people start to. So yeah. it is It is definitely the, the culture of the community that is dictating my work. It just so happens that that work is also reflective of me and my interests. Too. Yeah. You know, okay. so I'm, I'm lucky in that. Like I have all these old, uh, like charcoal drawings and stuff in my, um, in my studio that have that, that I did when I was like a teenager and stuff of like all of these, you know, legends. And mm. it's a really neat thing that I can do to like honor the people that like, this community as well as myself love by like revitalizing some of that and permanently putting it onto mm -hmm. something that they can look at all the time you know so it's, that's it's, awesome it's yeah. pretty yeah. radical it's like i seen your bob marley your bob model picture I, yeah yeah I, I seen your bob marley picture that you're, you're that's going to be your next uh your next big net uh yep. drawing that you're doing so that that's gonna be pretty is it cool. gonna be limited so edition? i've been i've been are these limited yes. editions? Like, are you doing yeah. like Bob Marley one through 99 or something like that? Really? No, 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 no. It's just, so what I, it's, no. it's uh, one of each. So like one Bob Marley and uh, oh, a one wow. of one. Yep. It's just a one of one. Um, and wow. Then I, yeah. I did a, a Jerry Garcia and that was just a one of one just to see kind of nice. what people are interested in and, and they love them. They love them. They really, they really love it. I, it's exciting yeah. to me too. Yep. So for me, I, in my, in my background, I did a lot of fabricating, a lot of metal fabrication and I hated I loved when somebody would come to me and say, could you make this for this piece of equipment? And it's got to, you know, whatever it is, I got to make it. I love making it. But if they said, well, I need three of them, I couldn't stand two and three. I would get an apprentice and say, come on over here. I'm, me and you are going to work through the first one. And then you're going to build two more just like it because I can't stand to do the second. I don't want to do the second and third. I've already done this. I already figured it out once. I don't want to make 15 of these things. Right. And I'm kind of the same way with time flies. Like, I know I need a half a dozen of them, but it has, I have a hard time getting through the, the fifth and the sixth ones of the same fly. Do you understand what oh, I'm yeah. saying, Tina? So I can imagine you don't want to make 45 of the same thing. It would take the enjoyment of it for you, I'm sure. Yes, that is absolutely correct. Yes, I really do like making these one-of-ones because, like, I can have a passion. I can always have a passion project, you know? So, like... You mm -hmm. have, sometimes you have to do the work that's just kind of like over and over and over, but some, sometimes, mm. and when I do get the opportunity, I feel like you have to have a passion project going on, you know? Yeah. yeah. Even if that's yeah, hunting, that's awesome. right? Even if that's like your passion project yeah. could be getting out into the wilderness. Like you guys are, are sort of promoting, which is really, it's great because people can find that in different ways. Yeah, I think like yep. I think so, one one idea of like a passion project would be like related to the hunting world would be, you know, one person taking on nothing but public land. This this season coming up, I'm I'm figuring out public land, I'm going to hunt it. Or another person saying, I see this buck, that's the only 
if if I'm blessed to take it, that's the only animal I'm going to take buck wild. You know, so there there is so relatable, like everything that that we've been we've been talking about for sure. I just I'm just curious, like yeah. going back to the Bob. I love I love Bob Marley, and I'm kind of hurt that I can't ever get another Bob Marley. Like I, I like I want I want you to make one A. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Or maybe number number two. So so how so does this come upon request? So if I wanted you to, and the first thing that comes to my name is Tupac. I don't have no idea why Tupac comes in my mind, but not that I wanted Tupac. But is that how this process gets started? Somebody comes to you and says, "I I, I or um, my my grandfather who got me started in fly fishing. Can you?" almost like a tattoo and, and you know mm-hmm. you can you can it's, it's almost exactly like that John. Mm-hmm. For, for the, way, the way that she does them yeah that's cool yeah. that is cool that's cool it is it really so i is. have mine yeah i've been pushing my my wife and my sons all know what my my net you're gonna make me is i'm just waiting for one of them to reach out to you and, <laughs> and tell them what it is oh my god but, uh, that's so exciting because my wife was my wife was like when when that box came and she goes can, can you what, what should we get Tony for you know like a you know a, a second a, you know for Christmas and I said oh I just seen something on Instagram that he loved <laughs> and so we ordered the one I think you had like made one or two of them or something I think it was actually the first one of the the, the, the fir- first box with the, the fish boss on it and. uh and so we, we, you and I talked for a couple minutes on the, on the phone. And you're like, you're just right across the bridge, and I'm like, yep, just right across the bridge. And uh, yep. anyway, right after, right after that, I said, Marsh, you should see the nets that they make over there. They're beautiful, and this and that. And then I started thinking about what I wanted. And I've been when when we were getting ready to get scheduled and get everything going for for the podcast tonight. I've been I've been already been telling both of them what <laughs> <laughs> what my net is gonna that you're gonna make for me is gonna is gonna be. So That's they'll be reaching out to you. I'm sure. Yeah. And it'll exactly. feed me. Yeah. And it'll exactly. feed all of my waste. 
you know, like yeah, they're, that's they're, it. They're, they're great. They're, so they, um, they're like little vacuum cleaners and they just sort of run around. I enjoy being around them. So, you know, I know that it's silly, but I feel like having them back in their pen all day, I can't enjoy them. And I like to hang out yeah. with them. Right. So I right. don't yeah. encourage them to come into the wood shop, but it's it's like a big garage door. So, you know, right. sometimes they get yeah. Well, my brother, he's got a little hobby farm up in the U- in Upper Peninsula, Michigan, and my sister has one at her her house as well. So, the, and they're doing all the chicken things right now too. Like, they're they're crazy people. They're like cat women. Oh, totally. you know, like, what they're yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, like they're they're like cat women with their with their chickens. Yeah, so, yeah, it's cool. And they see me, and they're like, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then. But then That's they always great. bring their kids back, and they're like, you know, he wants he wants to see the chickens, and I'm like, I got you, mm-hmm. I got you, mm-hmm. right? Yep. <laughs> you got any extra eggs? I wouldn't mind. Oh, oh, how good it. are those fresh ones? Are oh, they good? So you know what I mean? That all your yes, neighbors want right? them. It's, it's such a great way yeah. to make yeah. good neighbors. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. It's cool. It's kind of like uh, like Italians will put out uh, tomato plants in their front yard oh, yeah. on the street or whatever so other people can have they're not getting their tomato plants are in the backyard right. you know what I mean? but but they'll put the ones out there for the neighbors like yeah if you need one grab one whatever you know what i mean did that yeah. Blueberry yeah. last year and this year i have a fig tree out front oh good deal yeah, yeah. yep that's awesome so good stuff uh, yep what else well, hey, we we really to, to be honest with you, we really really appreciate you coming on here. And like I said, you were you were right up there. I, I need. I oh, really really I, wanted I, to have I you on. Thank you so much to me, Todd. Thank you so much. Really, really. It, that's, we, will, really uh, we will. We will definitely put. We're we're going to put like your your Instagram handle um, and your website. We'll put that in the show notes. But we also want to give you a, a chance before we officially sign off. Like where where can people find find you like what's the best whether it's instagram facebook some some along so those instagram lines is, instagram um is at wayward woodshop um, wayward woodshop that's, yep. that's yeah that's the easiest way because you can find the link to the website we have a new builder mm-hmm. it's a work in progress so if anyone wants to get on like i don't know if you've ever made a pair of nikes or converse online but it's a great deal of fun <laughs> so so yeah so we just we're, we're working on a new builder so that people can get online and like upload their graphics and like see them and and they can select different wood types and like make a net and look at it on the screen so we're doing really? stuff like that yeah just to sort of see if we can take this thing to the next level you know really show people something yeah, like that build they've your- not seen what- like build your own net and then there it is tina can you build this for Absolutely. me i used your yeah that's that's really cool Absolutely. that is cool. that's really cool yeah and um i i really love what you guys are doing like like you know truth be told it's 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 hard to take time out of your lives to like do something like this and it is super cool that you guys are doing this and just encouraging people like this feels good to me to sit and have an opportunity to talk with you about what I'm doing. And it just sort of gives me like inspiration and positivity. So it's, it's cool that you guys are doing that. Well, thank you. Yeah. Good deal. Appreciate that. 
Well, like like we like we said before, it's it's about legacy. It's you know Absolutely. what I mean. And you 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 and uh, Justin are building an awesome uh, legacy over there. So that that's cool. Um, can't wait to to see tomorrow what you what you guys put up and what the chickens do. You know, I, in the know, shop or I hope they do something good because I need content. <laughs> there you go. Good deal. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much. It's been such a pleasure. I really have enjoyed talking with you. Good deal. We want to be courtesy, be uh, courteous of your time. So we thank you so much for for giving us some t- time out of your your day. And uh, I hope everything electrically gets gets taken care of over at the shop tonight before you I'm go sorry, back anymore. I'm sorry to your so. listeners as well if it was if there was any cutouts, but um, I, I no, it's all good. Time, it's all yeah. good. Thank you. Thank All you right. so much Thanks, for, for coming on. Thanks, Todd. All right. All right. All right. Bye. We'll see you. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys. I hope you loved that one. I know John and I both I did. really enjoyed that that conversation. It was a it was a good one. Yep. But like always, we ask you to share the episode, give us a rating. It helps us out, and most importantly, go read Genesis twenty seven three. We're out. See ya. Seek wilderness.